If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably shot something. I hear Jabba. Then wait. Hello, Star Wars fans, and you're very welcome to episode 20 of Blabba the Hut. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm joined by Gary. What's up, Gary? Good to be with you, Kate. Another uh, another High Republic session. Indeed. So this is part two in our Star Wars lit High Republic discussion. This one is special because we're talking about the brand new released Star Wars The High Republic, The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Yeah, this one is directly or kind of like a sequel, sequel-ish. To- yeah, not quite a sequel, but it definitely adds to the to the story and following the aftermath of the the great catastrophe or the, the, the great of- disturbance, whatever you prefer to call it. So the previous, the light of the Jedi, and then any of the YA ones that you've read, which mm-hmm. I believe take place probably in between the two. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into things? Absolutely. Do you want to do the honors? Punch it, Chewie. The rising storm. So we end in the last novel. Um in a couple of places so pertinent information that you might want to know we when we when we last left the galaxy <laughs> since this is such a new release we're not going to get super spoily spoilery in this episode we want you to be a little bit surprised you will be surprised you will be shocked that's one thing about I'm- this novel i will say is there were a lot of like twists and turns and wow yeah my my head and my heart still haven't gone back to normal, and that's that's the genuine that's the genuine truth. Honestly, about, about this I'm one. I'm still processing. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Um, this is one that I'm gonna have to read it again for sure. It, oh, oh yeah, it's um, it it really and truly was a storm of a novel in every <laughs> sense of the word. Literally, let's start off with that. Maybe so. Uh, the the Nihil or the Nut, how did you say it last episode? I've seen people saying Nihil. Nihil or yeah, Nihil. Yeah. I've, yeah. you pronounce it. We're not, we're not picky, folks. <laughs> they're this, they're kind of the new big bad in the High Republic. So, in case you're just jumping in on this episode and didn't listen to the last episode, they're basically like this marauding pirate group, very chaotic, and they're just so. Uh, they they try to intimidate in every way they can. They're always like strung out on drugs. That, <laughs> um, they're always kind of like partying and stuff like that. They're just they're very chaotic. <laughs> very much so. They they take what they want, kill what they want, do what they want, essentially. Right, and so they're they're um, set up predominantly in the outer rim territory. And so with the High Republic. We see the Chancellor is wanting to expand the reach of the Republic, and they don't really take lightly to that. So, well, that's putting it mildly. Very mildly. <laughs> so, yeah, with the with the Nile, we have 
in the last book, I kind of set up things. Um, we have the I, who is Marchan Rowe. And then, so he kind of was more behind the scenes in the last novel, kind of pulling the strings. He inherited that position from his dad. We found out, like, his his secret weapon, if you will, was that ancient being who could predict the hyperspace paths. So that was that's what was giving him the advantage, basically. So then the way that the Nile are set up, there's three different Tempest runners, and they kind of run, like, independently. But, yeah, so in the last episode, episode, <laughs> novel yeah things get pretty crazy one of those tempest runners ends up getting killed oh and then at the very end he decides that he he wants to get a jedi we see at the very end loading great storm gets captured by roe and when he finds out what his name is great storm he thought that was pretty cool with all the storm theme of all the nile anything else you have to add to that gary no, I think you've covered it. Essentially, consider Light of the Jedi, which was what we discussed in episode 19 as being the the world-building part of the High mm-hmm. Republic, our first sort of true foray right. into the, the High Republic, where Charles Soule presented us with this incredibly new, fresh, vibrant world where mm-hmm. everyone works together for the greater good, for the betterment of all other worlds. Right. We ended the last novel too with we talked about the great works that the chancellor had put in place so she has all these massive embetterment projects for the republic and starlight beacon was one of those so it's just this massive like space station slash medical center slash jedi center literally and figuratively supposed to be like a beacon of light for for the entire area um and we see that she goes ahead and the dedication of that facility is taking place at the end of the novel. And we find out that Avar Chris is to be put in charge of it because the, the Jedi that was supposed to was one of the casualties, which kind of goes into, into the dark if you would like another book to read because we read about the apprentice of that Jedi in that book. So it's all connected. So that brings us to The Rising Storm. So we just, just to give you a little overview of Chance, she's Supreme Chancellor, right? She's Chancellor Lena So. She's like this beloved Chancellor of the of the New Republic. Or high, I keep saying like New or Old Republic, High Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the impression she's very beloved and like just the general public just loves her. She has these grand visions for everyone living in peace and unity. And so we talked about these great works. So I think, was it like, it's like a year later, approximately, from where we left off. Her next great work that she wants to showcase and display all the wonderful things of the galaxy is the Republic Fair. So think like, you know, I don't know if you've done a lot of research into the history, you know, like with the world fairs, very much in that same vein. So except on a galactic scale. When I was doing some research on this, there's a paragraph from Cavan. So I just want to read that real quick. Think of the world fair for the Republic. 
It's right out there on the frontier. It's showing all the great things that happen in the Republic. It's a chance to see the excitement, the new technologies available. And this is Star Wars, so things happen. <laughs> oh, just that kind of sets it up very nicely, I thought. Yeah, it's it's a pretty accurate description. And with respect to the Republic Fair, it is this public spectacle, this incredible mm-hmm. showcase of all these different worlds with their varying ecosystems. Right. <laughs> We're going to continue on the um, pop culture analogies in this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it had like these massive floating island things, which kind of reminded me of Avatar. Very much so. It, right? it, it reminded me of Pandora. Yeah, very, yes. very much. Okay, we're on the same page there. So also, it kind of gave me like some Disney vibe or Disney World vibes. Did you pick up on that? Are you talking about the Song of Unity? <laughs> For one thing, yeah, but like um, in addition to that, it's kind of I've never been to Disney World, but like Epcot, is it kind of, did it give you kind of Epcot vibes? In terms of kind of world showcase, it did. Yes, yeah. showing all the, exactly. the various different differences in culture or specialities among the, the different worlds. But yeah, it like very you, much gave gave that vibe. Yeah. Like you said, too. I mean, I guess we might as well talk about it now that the song of unity. So the best way we could describe it to the people who haven't read the book just yet. And again, we're not spoiling anything by right. saying this, this isn't it, that much of a spoiler. No, it, it, it takes place. And in the World Fair, there is this Attraction. theme uh, yeah, known as the, the Song of Unity, but its specific purpose is, I suppose it's sort of the mantra of the festival. Is that fair to say? Oh, wait, hold it's... on. We are many. Okay. We are one. We are many. We yeah. are me. We are you. <laughs> yeah. So... The the way it, it sort of looks like in the book is that the the children are falling in love with it while the parents are being absolutely driven, yeah. demented. So myself and Kate sort of had this immediate flash towards it being it's a small world after all. A hundred percent. And I think we actually need to ask Cav about this. I think we need think to actually ask outright. I'll, I'll be surprised if it wasn't based on that. But potentially um, could be. Yeah. But yes, it, the you know, the Republic Fair does play an incredibly important role in the book in that it showcases the next stage of the great works of Lena So and what she is attempting to right. do for the Republic in bringing all of these worlds from the all the different rims together mm-hmm. for prosperity, peace and unity. Precisely. But unfortunately, as Kevin said, this is Star Wars and things happen. <laughs> exactly. As as the eyes of the galaxy turn towards the fair. Or the eye. So does the eye. You are correct. <laughs> yes. Very, very much so. Yeah. So the Nihil, specifically Rose, he's just, he really hates the Republic and the Chancellor they stand specifically. For. Right. And he decides that this would be the perfect target for them to make their mark. To essentially emerge from the shadows and to lay down a marker for all to see. You know, imagine a world where pageantry and celebration, unity and peace are the core fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And that is met with 
utter chaos and a rogue entity planning on exacting revenge in multiple different ways. Like with the last episode, there's tons and tons of names and different species that you have to familiarize yourself with. So yeah, just be aware of that. So we don't want to get too spoiler, too spoilerific, but we want to just talk more about our emotions, how this book made us feel. Um, so yeah, why don't you kick us off, Gary? For me, it was two completely different sides of the coin. When we look at Light of the Jedi, Charles presented us with this incredible world building event where we were introduced to the Republic and its ideals and a very bright tonality in that you have multiple worlds, multiple organizations, multiple species from all across the galaxy coming together to work for for one specific purpose. And that specific purpose is working together for the greater good. Mm -hmm. It presented us with this incredibly positive, I suppose it would be the the dream galaxy, Kate, in some way in that Mm -hmm. there is very little malice. Yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. It's this utopia where, there's nothing but good. And when we say there's nothing but good, there's peace, there's prosperity, there's unity. And that's met with some trepidation from a minority. So the aftermath of that then is being Light of the Jedi comes off as this incredibly hopeful, stoic, <laughs> positive experience. Mm-hmm. And then Cavan Scott comes along with the rising storm and takes your emotions, your brain power, your understanding and your will. I I think I, I genuinely think Kevin Scott is a mad scientist because some of the stuff he has come up with in the book, the level of detailing and the visualization to get his point across. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's it really is, but I have to say, hand on heart, Cavan did such a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the way I looked upon it was was Charles had an incredibly difficult job in that he was the one that was starting it all, showing right. us the High Republic and pulling back the curtain, and he laid down a marker. And I actually tweeted out to Cavan Scott with this: Charles so laid down a marker, but my word, so have you. Well said. Genuinely, Hannah Hart, I enjoyed the rising storm so much. But as I said, my my head and my heart still haven't (laughs) settled back down to normal. Same here. I'm still truly processing everything that happened in that book. You know, the way I'll I'll describe it is people people are probably going to predict it's called the rising storm. Mm -hmm. Which goes along nicely with the Nihil imagery. It very much does, but to go from light to a storm, mm-hmm. it's probably fair to say things are going to happen, but just when you think things can't get worse, <laughs> they do. Yeah. And just when you think that's as bad as it's going to get, <laughs> you really and truly have no idea what's coming. Yes. 
Exactly. That's and so true. I, and I'll spin it this way to people listening. When the High Republic was being conceptualized and being put together, one of the questions that was asked was, what would scare a Jedi? Well, I promise you, there's a strong chance you may find out <laughs> not just what might scare a Jedi, but just how scared a Jedi can be. So for me, like I felt like uh, Light of the Jedi was kind of more like, no pun intended, but more, it was a little more light. Very like, much so. Um, kind of like swashbuckling and through the whole thing. And mm-hmm. this one has a much darker tone. Oh, it's a hundredfold. It's a hundredfold darker without a doubt. <laughs> um, one thing that with Cav, can I call him Cav? <laughs> he has a tendency to to leave you like at the end of a chapter, like it gives you a heart attack. Like what? <laughs> like that, several times. And that's what I'm saying. That yeah. It plays with your emotions. And you mentioned there are so many plot twists. Yeah, lots torn. of twists. So twisty and turny. And yeah. Like the, there were situations in that book where I said, I'm 90% certain I know what happens. I <laughs> couldn't have been more wrong if I tried. Yeah. That's crazy. Th- but that's the beautiful thing about what Kevin has done. He has taken this blank slate, essentially. And he has just run with it. Yeah, he did. You know, I, I I could literally imagine this book as being, imagine putting all this stuff down on paper and going, there's no way the editor is going to let me do all of this. <laughs> and the editor just goes, yep, fine, do it. And you're going, what? Yeah. Because it is jam-packed. It is 400 and something pages of an experience. Mm-hmm. I know, like, just by reading some of the responses online from people who have had a chance to look at the arc losing um, their minds and have you noticed his response like he's like not sorry <laughs> no no and and again that brings me back to it it's that's why i refer to him from this book i literally i think kevin scott you are a mad scientist for what you have done the audacity yes to do this very true like we're, we're like we're we're not giving anything spoilery away. It, obviously, the Chancellor's great work is the Republic Fair, mm-hmm. and that plays an essential part yeah. within this book. Quite yeah, a substantial the way amount. He, the world building just with the fair itself was incredible. It's like it's just this gleaming, beautiful fair that like you. It makes you want to be there. It does, but then the amount of changes and the speed and direction yeah. of the changes uh-huh. was mind-blowing. You know, I, I look back on this book, and again, we, we will be having a longer discussion, just we're, we're, we're trying not to be spoilery because mm-hmm. it is only released in a couple of days' time, and we don't want to give people, we don't want to spoil anything for people, but um, my word, there were times in this book where, you will be filled with utter joy. And then 15 seconds later, you're just Mm -hmm. cursing Kevin Scott from the top of a building. (laughs) And like, literally this book will have you sucked in to the very, very end. I I, I want the follow-up now. 
it's it's right? as plain and simple as uh, it's as plain and simple as that. And I've seen the reaction online is quite similar. I want the follow up to this now. The next novel is going to be insane. <sighs> it's and and you know what the thing is though, and it's incredible that the High Republic was this unbelievably unbelievably challenging concept mm-hmm. to put together and Charles soul kicking it off nailed it he built the world in an incredibly yeah. unique way providing us with a really nice perspective on this era mm-hmm. and then Kevin Scott comes along with this <laughs> does a complete 360 in the way Charles did yeah but still manages to blow your mind. Absolutely. Before we go for any further, I want to talk about something that we neglected to talk about in the previous episode. Absolutely. (laughs) Which, which is equally relevant to this episode because. Oh yeah, very much. The char hound Ember. Mm -hmm. I love Ember. I mean, how cool is that? That a a Jedi fire spitting dog. Yes. So it's kind of like a little mini dragon almost. I thought that was so cool. Like in in the last one, they he's basically just like a stray they find, isn't he? Yeah, accepted into the uh, accepted into the, the temple, wasn't it? Um, right. Loden agreed to let the the creature stay. Right, kind of bending the rules, maybe a little bit, like with- a little bit, yeah. <laughs> But again, and it presents a very common theme within Star Wars, the connection with animals. True. But I mean, she's such all, a good girl. And we know all about Ezra. But yeah, I thought that's a, such a cool little addition to the Star Wars lore. A little Absol- fire dog. Absolutely. And I would not mess with a charhound for love nor money. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Def- de- definitely not. They'll but um, it, yeah. And and it is nice to see the Charhound get a a nice role in the Rising Storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we we mentioned them previously, but uh, the Chancellor's Targons. How about mm-hmm. how about those majestic beasts? Have you seen what they look like? Yeah, I saw the the illustration. Maybe we'll have to post that because in we my certainly can do when there were. When I first was reading it, like I wasn't picturing them that big in my head, or as many eyes. <laughs> but they're kind of they're like large cat, feline-ish. So like think like lions, tigers, kind of. But they're her... think of something from like a, an old Sinbad movie. Okay, but yeah, her they're the Chancellor's loyal bodyguards. So some very cool uses of pets in the in the High Republic. And it's nice to see again some more new species coming into the fandom. I mean, remember the reaction with the, the lot wolves? Are Steelies new? I don't remember hearing about Steelies before. Because remember they were like all riding them. They were all on like these like metallic horse thingies or something oh the steely sorry yes they are they're new they were the creatures that had the Jurassic hooves yeah <laughs> that's always cool to see new new and interesting flora and fauna oh which brings me to another point while we're mentioning fauna mm-hmm. i mean flora sorry which it's i don't know that might be getting too spoilery 
I think it's been in the comics. The Drenger? Yes, I so think it's been in the they, comics. So we'll just, we'll just say that they are mentioned in this book. Yes. And if, if you want to learn more about the Drenger, they're basically like a sentient plant that's I think evil. Jumanji. But I was going to say you can go to Into the Dark features those heavily. Pretty scary creatures. Yeah. So, I mean, with them and the with the Nile, the, the Jedi have quite a formidable threat against them in this era. They have. And that, lead, that leads me on to nicely. I just wanted to read the final paragraph from the press release. Yeah. To give people an idea of what they are expecting. Go for it. As the Jedi struggle to curb the carnage of the rampaging Nile, they come face to face with the true fear their enemy plans to unleash across the galaxy. The kind of fear from which even the Force cannot shield them. And folks, I'm going to be 100% honest, you have no idea how accurate <laughs> that last statement is. Right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um. So, overall, what do you think people can expect from the rising storm kate what what would your anticipation be i mean it's full of chaos and non-stop action mm-hmm. that especially especially like the second half and especially the like the last quarter like you'll barely be able to breathe <laughs> as you read through this oh yeah and and the thing is with it one thing i noted with this book was as I was finishing a paragraph or if I wanted to take a break, I had just had to go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm reading on. I have yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. Same. I, I had to, I mean, it's a page turner for sure. I mean, the second half of the book alone. Right. It's almost like two separate books in, yeah. in the tonality. Yeah. You got the, the glimmering Republic fair and then mm-hmm. the chaos that ensues afterwards. And the thing with this novel is once the storm hits, and I think it's not being spoilery to say that the storm hits reasonably early, Kate. Mm-hmm. And once it hits, it <laughs> does not stop. It is relentless. So, Kate, shall we say, or would we be in agreement, five out of five lightsabers? I think so, yeah. One? Yeah, just the amount of chaotic energy alone like to to keep your attention for that the amount of time that he does in the second half of the book i think merits a five out of five without 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 a doubt we are in agreement and you know if if that's what the force two have done <laughs> yeah bring on the next one i know like it's kind of a little bit concerning just because a lot of these names are so new that you know that probably something bad will happen to them at some point. Oh, I mean, I, I'm I not just, even talking about this novel, but I just mean like future novels and some of the, the faces we've met so far. Of that, I have no doubt. It's always the way with Star Wars. Somebody yep. will come along and you develop an affinity with them <laughs> and you connect to them and you relate to them. And then they're snuffed out. Yep. It's going to be bound. It's going to be bound to happen at some point. The High Republic is going to break our hearts over and over again, I feel like. Oh, well, the Rising Storm broke me. I'm I'm just going to be 100% honest about that. It's just, yeah. (laughs) 
absolutely so um folks to those of you who are getting ready to read the rising storm you will not be disappointed and <laughs> you know please share your thoughts with us we will be keeping yeah, our eye out on know. social media if we get enough responses that'd be fun to almost do like a whole episode just with responses of high republic absolutely with, without a doubt but the, the one thing i will say is and i'm sure it's going to be the case when you are finished reading this novel be sure to send Kevin Scott a tweet <laughs> to show your appreciation because um, he has done such just such a remarkable job with this. He really and truly has. Cut the channel, Red too. Anything else you want to add before we go? You're not going to be ready. It's, it's Nothing you can do can that. brace yourselves for nope. the storm that's coming with this. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You probably the need storm, to read it more than once too. The storm has risen. And it's here. Yes. The storm is here. Yeah. Do you think they're going to keep that storm analogy going with future novels? And uh, I think they will now that it's known that the High Republic is going to be broken into three sections. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we'll we talk about more about that another time. But um, but yeah, I, I, I can't even begin to, to fathom what else is coming down the pipeline. Do you think that we'll get anything like any movies or tv series um no i i i don't think it'll happen until the completion of what was planned for the literature side of things then maybe that makes sense yeah like that would that would be so cool to see like the republic fair like how they would do that like on a movie oh yeah it's it's certainly possible um, but yeah. in terms of the immediate future, no, I don't think so. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Can't, can't wait for everybody to read The Rising Storm yeah. by Kevin Scott. So, so yeah, make sure you go out and get that one, you guys. Let us know your, what you think. Send us a line uh, on social media at Blob of the Hut or Blob of the Hut at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, just... One interesting side point. I don't think it's yes. too spoilery how um, we are all the Republic. Did you notice a similar line that the Nile said? Mm-hmm. That they are all the Nile. Yep. So interesting kind of like two sides of the coin almost. Oh, yeah. Big time. We'll be back with you hopefully sooner rather than later with more Star Wars insights. But until then, we are all the Republic.